You're listening to Am I Cancelled? So, put your headphones in, tune out the world, and get cancelled with us. (sighs) Hello! And welcome to another exciting episode of Am I Cancelled? Today is a very interesting show because I have my ex-girlfriend Courtney on the program. Courtney, what up? What up, E-Money? Your <laughs> intro needs some work. Hey, look, we could get into hey. where each other needs work, but we could ah! also we could also just get into the episode. How about that? Okay, let's just get into the episode, Grandma. Let's do this. It's a little awkward, right? Because... No, it's... No. This I don't is not know. awkward. Quit this telling is, people it's awkward. It's awkward because ah! <laughs> I don't know how to introduce you. <laughs> because look, you are not. Uh, you know, fuck it. Um, Just say it. I'm not your average ex girlfriend. No, it's not that. It's just that you. Oh, okay. I think, like we were discussing before this, I haven't seen you in five years. Yeah. So like you're, you're not like a always, to me. you're not always around, and we're not always talking to each other. And we just started talking to each other recently, like a couple days ago. And then I'm like, "Hey, do you want to be on the podcast?" And you're like, "Yeah, fuck it, fuck it." And now here Let's you just are. Get it rolling. Hey, I'm so glad that that terrible music stopped. I don't give a shit what you think about anything about the podcast. To be quite honest. Oh my god, I knew I was going to get on here and you were going to start bullying me. I'm not bullying you, you're bullying... What? Now you're gaslighting. (laughs) You are gaslighting me right now. okay, 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 sensitive Sally, now we're gaslighting. (laughs) Get your mask and put it on tight. (laughs) Okay. mind everyone, I'm from Indiana, and Indiana gives no fuck. We're corn-fed, and... Okay. Oh my god, let me tell you a story. Go ahead. I go to the DMV today. First uh-huh. of all, I'm sitting in there for 10 solid minutes while uh-huh. the main head bitch in charge is arguing with the main head dude in charge. She looks over. Actually, they're not arguing. They're laughing, but whatever. I Arguing, laughing, it's all the same. This girl turns to me and is like, ma'am, where's your mask? I'm like, it's in the truck. She's like, well, it has to be on in a government building. Oh, well, news to me, we just lifted the ban. Like, I'm breathing fine. My sinus infection cleared. Give me a break. Listen. So, anyway. I have a question about that story. No, 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 no. Oh, So, I walked out. I was very nice. And I got my mask. And I went back in. Uh And it's not that I'm anti-mask. I'm anti what these masks have done to people. Like, I, I, I hate it. You know, people are yelling out information at the DMV because they can't read lips. They can't really hear and I don't know that it's done done any justice here in Indiana just because the people are shitty here, you know? Okay. So I digress. I went into a government building and committed a crime as a white person today. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is going to be fun. So, okay. So here's my question about your story, right? Oh, no. We're already was, jumping in. But. Was there a sign on the door that said you must wear a mask to enter? You know what? I am not sure because I just opened the door like a normal human. 
Okay, so I'm assuming there was. I'm just going to assume there was. So There probably was, but I didn't look at the door, honey. So you don't... I just opened the door and walked right in. (laughs) Okay, so that's on you, right? (laughs) I'm not saying it wasn't on me, but what Uh I'm saying is I didn't notice everyone wearing a mask because when you walk in, you just see the back of heads. Right, okay. Right, so if I had... seen everyone with a mask on i would have had the two cents to go you know what i should probably walk my ass around and put on a mask i I don't even want to talk about them but i'm just saying like that's the first time in public i've ever been like scorned for a mask and it was kind of frightening it was kind of frightening was it it sounds like she just said you have to have a mask on what what do you mean what was so Um, bad if you saw the stature and the nature of what was going on, there was an elderly man in his mask yelling at the DMV lady. Uh-huh. And I feel like maybe had he not been such an asshole, I probably could have gotten away with it. But you know what? What do they say about the tomatoes or the apples? It only takes like one to spoil the bunch. So whatever. One bad apple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One bad apple. Way to go. And of course they were old. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't... <laughs> Do you want to give your opinions on the the virus in general? I think I don't, but I'll tell you anyway. Okay, go ahead. I think the virus is very real. Uh-huh. And I think people should um, practice social distancing. While I think it's bullshit, we have to wear masks to talk to people who have a plexiglass screen in front of them while they're also wearing a mask. I do think how they have the chairs spaced out. I mean, you know, you learn in school, like, this is my bubble, this is my space, get the fuck out or I'll hit you in the face. Mm-hmm. I did not learn that rhyme in school, but you <laughs> might. The kids are going to be saying it now. Okay. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is a good aspect to have people out of your face. Because, you know, you go to the grocery store and everyone's up your ass. You go anywhere and people are right behind you. And it's nice to not have another human breathing in your bubble. Right. But to talk to a human through a plexiglass that has the mask on you have to yell your information you have to write extra information down so you're not yelling it 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 gets out of hand quickly especially for old people that can't really hear or like people in general that can't really hear well i think the mask is more for the people in the lobby than you and the person behind the counter even though they well have you the know i was driving out. home i i hear you i was driving home like um kind of just going over the aftermath of what had happened about being scorned for not wearing a mask mm-hmm. in front of everybody. And, you know, I'm thinking there's been, it's just because people are so goddamn rude. If people weren't so rude, I'm wondering if there's been a lot of spitters, you know? I have seen and a I'm, lot of viral videos of people spitting on people because of the pandemic. See, like, that's the thing. Those people, like, you need to be found, and you need to be institutionalized, and you automatically need a COVID shot. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yep. I agree. If we have to control something, we're going to control shitty people. Right. Do you want to talk about how we met? Do you want to implode that whole big thing? <laughs> Is that what she said? <laughs> Wait, what? Is that what she said? Who? What? What are you saying? Go ahead. Just go ahead. You you tell our lovely curse story about how we <laughs> bullied the whole town into tears and fell in love. That's not what That's I your- meant. 
okay. I didn't mean all that. I just meant kind of oh, how okay. we dated for yeah, like five years. Yeah. We dated for like five years. I want to say from like 2011 on to 2016. Oh, yeah. 2016 on. was like, I think 2016 was the on and off year. But anyway, so, uh, you know what? No, I want to know, because what I was getting at is, is you think that this vaccine is up to no good, right? I don't think it's up to no good. I really don't think it's up to no good. I just think people are putting it out way more than they should. Like, I think people are freaking out for no reason when, like, Sinus infections are real. Common colds are real. Mm -hmm. Don't run to a hospital just because you have a sniffle or because you have the shit. Like, well, I don't think that's why people are getting vaccinated. Why do you think people are getting vaccinated, Edward? Because they're trying to vaccinate everybody. It doesn't matter if you have symptoms. People are just getting vaccinated. Right. But I mean, I've not been watching South Park recently, so I don't know what's going on in the world. Um, yeah, I just, I tend to just stay alone because I don't, I like to just mind my own business. You know, I see this pandemic bringing out fear in people when people should have never been really in fear in the first place. Right. I mean, that's the type of, you know, like I'll drive down the road and people will go to like, act like they're going to walk out in front of you, but really they're just staying like extremely close to their car. Mm-hmm. And waiting till you pass by to get in. Like, do they think I'm going to jump out of the car, beat their ass, steal their money, and then jump back in my driving car? It's weird <laughs> to me. It's the world has terrifying. changed in the past year. It's, I know. I know. And it, 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 like, I can feel my chest. I wish you could see my caved in chest right now. Because it's just, it's disheartening to me. Like, I do agree that we all needed to take a major step back and we all needed to get reality checks because everyone is so drug addicted. Everyone is so bored because they don't have the effort to get up and do something responsible. And it's really caused, it's really, it it really has caused a pandemic. I I mean, I'm, I'm not arguing that there isn't a pandemic. I think the way they went about it is just wrong. Because you've got people that were perfectly, beautifully fine, worried for nothing. Right, but don't, but you, got, don't you think that what? during the pandemic that drug use has spiked? I know, oh, of course. I know for a fact that overdoses have spiked in the last year. Of course, because people are, what can you do? What can you do? And when go you're around that anyway, when, well, okay, Edward, of course you can go to college, but not everyone has that will and that drive. Not everyone has that push behind them when that's what they need. You know, they're sitting around scum and they're forced to, because if not, you're homeless, especially in the winter. And so when you're around that, that's what you think you're going to do. You know, the first time I did spice, I was just smoking weed. And this man who would later come up to abuse me was like, you should hit this. It's 10 times harder. And, you know, I wasn't thinking much because of our past. I'm like, nothing major. So I hit it and come to find out years later, it was just black tar heroin sprayed on catnip. 
and okay. I had no fucking idea. I don't know. Okay, hold on. Just so everyone knows what she means by spice, that is synthetic marijuana that used to be synthetic really marijuana. really popular and sold frequently at many gas stations and many different stores and stuff and like triple X stores and all this other stuff until it started getting outlawed in I th- I don't know if ev- even every state right now but most of them I remember that you used to drive state lines to get it yes I would I would drive state lines every day to get this shit so you it got, was very interesting and very you started very evil. after me you started dating someone or living with someone and dating them whatever the case and started doing spice synthetic marijuana really heavily Yes. And you know, where I'm at, Spice and Katie are still extremely prevalent. Right. It's still something that all the kids and all the adults are still smoking. And, um, you know, I became so addicted that I completely lost my mind. Like, I completely lost my mind. And I remember when I had to detox off of it, I was left in a room for two weeks. To do nothing but crawl to a bathroom to puke and shit. And when I got to the hospital, I was so weak that there was really not much they could do but just nourish me back to health. When I returned home, I couldn't open doors. I could barely walk. It's very scary how addicting and um, how much that can really take over you. Yeah, I remember. Okay, Uh, so I remember because this was... During the on and off time for me and you. But I remember an instance, probably, I don't know, a quarter way into your whole experience during this and doing Spice and all this stuff. And I remember there was just this one instance where you just so happened to be like, you couldn't get in in Indiana, so you were coming to Illinois, which is where I was. And then you came to see me randomly. And I don't even remember why. I I think I I was... Oh, I remember. I know what you're saying. And no, what I, you can go ahead with your story, but I want to clarify. No, I was living with this man who would make me go every day to pick this shit up. Right. And I didn't have my license. So that's why I called you because I was worried that if I didn't get it, I would suffer like major repercussions, apprehensions, whatever the fuck the word is. Still pretty much being obsessed with you did whatever you asked me to, even though there was no real reason for me to. No, I know. I know. And you know, Edward, I reflect on what I've done and I am sorry. No, 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 no. I don't want to get into that. This is, this is what I mean. I know. This, the, the reason I brought this story up is because I wanted to bring up how you were in the midst of this stuff. And so your mind was already being altered. Right. And so yeah. you came and like the first time I'd seen you in probably months, maybe a year or more. I don't know. Uh, you came over and you were just sitting there. And and I listened to you talk for, I want to say, like three hours or something without me even saying a word, just listening to you talk about all this sorts of uh, stuff, you know, like uh, right. st- stuff that your mind was altered, in other words. And I didn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> you know, I didn't know how to help you. I just knew how to sit there and listen. But yes, remember this. God, we fucked in your dad's garage. No, not yet. Here's what oh, happened. Oh, not yet. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, here's what happened, though. Like, I 
I um I'm a I was still a guy, so I was still trying to get some anyway. Like my mind was like, oh well, I'm helping you do this thing. We should probably fuck, right? <laughs> right. I like mean, I'm just telling. That's how it always is. I mean, I still wanted to be there for you, but at the same time, like people you like have to, to have sex. There, like Oprah, so you're like, I might as well get my dick wet. I mean, I understand <laughs> it was kind of a dick thing to do when you knew I was already <laughs> no blurted out of my mind. No, you see, know I've been very no. eight. Will you listen? Will you listen to me? I did not know what the fuck was going on at that point. You hadn't even told me yet. I didn't know that you were smoking spice whatsoever. This was like, so I've sit there and I listen to you. And then you're like, look, I have to go get this stuff. Right. Right. I'm listening. You know, I don't really remember. (laughs) Yeah, you don't remember. So anyway, it starts out with me listening and I'm thinking, oh, you know, we're going to hook up again because that's pretty much what we did when we met up with each other. We would hook up and talk to each other and blah, 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 because we were used to each right. other. I mean, we had literally been dating for like five years and this was just an on and off weird thing that was going on. And right. so you told me you told me, no, do you want to guess what uh, your reasoning for not sleeping with me was? Which part, which what? Or I'm just trying to remember all of my excuses for not sleeping with you. But what one did I use? That there was time? One, I don't I don't remember there being that many instances, but this one... I don't know. I... I okay. All right. <laughs> Was there? <laughs> Yikes. And so, anyway... Yikes. You were like... You, you were like, he'll know. Basically. You're like, he would know. He would have. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I mean... It just seemed weird to me. Well, you were afraid of you were afraid of this guy. You weren't though, but you were afraid I of was. this. You weren't. You were afraid of this guy, and I was afraid of him. Yeah, how long were you with him? I was with him for about eight months, and eight um, months. you know, he kept me in a room. He kept me in a room where uh-huh. all I could do was rub his back for hours. And then when he wanted sex or a blowjob, that it had to happen. Right. And you were telling me about all this this crazy stuff, like like the TV was talking to you, Jesus was talking to you, God, the devil were all talking to you, and you were talking back to them. You were communicating. Right. And I guess, uh, I mean, I don't know what to do in that situation. Like, I don't know. I'm just well, like, of course you don't know. Of course you don't know. You know, th- all I could do I, my, was sit and talk with you. That's all I could do. My dad has a friend that travels that used to travel with him. He's a traveling welder. And my dad has this friend who was also very dicked up on spice. And he did, he, when he got clean, he started checking into it. And like, I don't know if he used like Reddit or whatever the fuck. I'm sure he didn't go like you would have, but he went hard on this shit and he noticed that like many people were coming up with the same theory that it stays on you like acid, like it'll always be on your brain. And you know, I'm coming up on what, how many years sober now from that shit? 17, 18, 19, 21, five years sober. And I'm still at the bottom, you know, like it, it's very scary it's frightening just to see your mind go from 
normal, well, I don't know that it was ever normal, but to go from highly functioning in some ways to... Melted. Melted. I mean, completely well, devastated. Well, look, here's the gone. thing. Here's the thing. So I... I I did this stuff before you even did. I, I did it back right. in the day when it was still legal in Illinois to do it. Well, I think it was, if, whatever, it was for a long time still. It was still legal when I was buying it. Yeah, I wasn't exactly. buying a black market yet. It was right. just until my town could get the heroin, right. So, right, I guess. So I did it. It was like a weekend thing with an old friend. And so it was like a weekend right. thing that it, that happened like every weekend. And I was in college for the first time at this point and this was back when i was like 18 or 19 or something and right i noticed i got to to witness like the degeneration of my brain while i'm in college trying to concentrate on these classes that were easy for me a week ago and now all of a sudden i'm like i can't i can't do any of this like my brain is melting and i was like sitting there and i started like getting angrier and angrier and just lashing out at people over nothing like absolutely nothing and it was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. This is really fucked. So, like, I got to see the change, especially while I was in college. And I was like, no, like, I can't fucking do this shit. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, I, I, you know, I can relate. I remember feeling, I remember I would sit on the potty and I would just be like, what the fuck is going on with me? Like, what the fuck is going on with me? Why is Peyton Manning? doing this commercial, but speaking to me personally, when I knew, I know now that he wasn't, mm -hmm. but back then, I mean, every single noise from the television, it paranoid me because I was like, they're watching me. The dish is watching me. They're watching me clean this house. They're watching me do this and I have to do it a certain way, or I'm going to suffer some type of, you know, consequence from this man. Right. And you know, what you didn't know was that there was another man there. And um, he ended up leaving because he was so scared of the first man. And um, a couple months ago, this man, actually it was about a month ago, this man hit me up and I was thinking he was clean, he was doing well. And I told him, I was like, you can stay with me, like that's no problem. Well, at night I would go to sleep and he would steal shit from our house. Dope scene. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, I became homeless over this. My family was like, this is devastating. Like there's nothing we can do anymore for you. And it really sucks because I draw disability, you know, like, um, not that I'm not that I'm like proud of it, but you know, I fucked me up so much to where disability was the only thing I could do. And it's, it's just disheartening to see where you can go from just one single hit to completely homeless. Like, right. you know, I really wanted to do this podcast just to prove to everyone that you can be better after spice. You can find your mind after spice. You can find a new life after spice and not even just spice any drug. You know, I'm living with um, a childhood friend right now, Susie, and she's been sober for 11 years. Mm -hmm. And it didn't take kids for her to sober up. It took a kid for me to sober up. My last overdose was with you. And that was not on Spice. That was on Adderall and Xanax, which was what I was prescribed, um, you know, after dealing with Spice. Well, that's an eight ball and a half. Well, now that, you, now that you've brought it. it up, now I have to explain what happened. <laughs> I you can explain what happened, um, but I would like you to tell it because you're going to tell it in a 
way that's not sad. Okay, so all I know, and mind you, so I worked night shift at this time, and right. sh- and and had just gotten a new apartment, <laughs> and so um, <laughs> stop it. Somehow, Courtney convinced me to let her move in, <laughs> and so I did. I moving in. Do what? I, I did. You think I did, was I living with you completely? Yes. Damn. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, you probably don't remember. Okay. So anyway, for a lot of it, don't think I don't. <laughs> it turned into a hostage situation. You were only there for like two days, so right. Well, I overdosed on my pills on accident. What hostage situation did it turn into? What are you uh, talking well, about? Well, I left on a stretcher and waved to your parents. But what is that? How is that a hostage situation? Well, your parents were looking at me like I just burnt your house down. You which might as I well have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me tell the story. Let me tell the story here. Okay, so I had just moved into this apartment, and like, here's Courtney, and so, <laughs> so Courtney's there, and I don't even know if I, I probably knew that you had the Xanax. Maybe did I? You know, I, um, yeah. why am I asking you? But I don't know if I did or not. I I can't remember that part. But I know this is what happened. This was must have yeah, been yeah. like the first or second night that she was living with me. Okay, I go to work, and I'm <laughs> at work, and I start getting text messages from Courtney, <laughs> and they are very incoherent, garbled text messages. So I call her. And she can't communicate with me. And I'm like, okay, something fucked up is happening. I was like, I got to go home. I got to go see what's going on. So I go home and I walk into the apartment and I see Courtney sitting there. um, A mess. That's what I'll say. Um, And like, I start to, I start to look around and I see that my house is like completely torn up and there's like throw up and there's like food on the walls and shit and food spilled every, whatever it's very messed up is what i'm saying i was trying to cook and do your dishes uh-huh. in circles for hours right that's not what happened but i mean that's not what the end result was <laughs> the end result was well, a very messy house and you sitting on the floor eating something i don't i don't even remember what it was <laughs> but but uh so like i see this i see this and i'm like I start to get mad and I'm like, what the fuck? I remember saying, what the fuck is this? And her just looking at me and going, what? And, and her trying to talk to me, but it was like talking to a three-year-old. Like that's where, that's where she was at the, at the point. And, and so I go and I walk into the kitchen and I see an empty Xanax bottle. And I know that she had just gone the day before to get it filled. So I'm like, fuck right <laughs> like, here we are and here's the That's thing what happened i want to cut away for a second for those of you that don't know about bands you take one or two like you're prescribed and then you forget see i was prescribed 60 a month which is a fuck ton like 60 blues a month is a lot so yeah, you sh- definitely I shouldn't take them in, a, in one night well i'm aware but when you go to take them, you forget, and then you think, did I take my pill? And then you're, like, next thing you know, you're just, like, I guess downing the whole bottle. Because the only I was... thing I remember that night was the police helping me find my weed. <laughs> Your and weed? And then telling 
yes, I had a cop helping me find my weed. That definitely didn't happen, but okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. You're insane if you think a cop (laughs) was helping you find your weed. (laughs) That that never happened. I thought there was a cop there. I thought I was asking a cop where my weed was. I don't remember that either. And I I went with you. You were coherent. Anyway, so here's the thing. So I was about to relate to you before you said that. I was about to agree with you. Yes. Uh, So the only time I ever took Xanax was back in the day with a different friend. Um, Sure. When I was younger. And and what happened was it was like, we don't have any weed. Let's. uh, And my friend was like, oh, well, I have Xanax. Let's just do that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I take the Xanax. And by the end of the night, I had taken like 25, 25 Xanax and didn't know it. Yeah. And what happened was I must have a strong constitution and it's because I'm awesome. But what well, you didn't up, take a 20 milligrams. I have no idea what it was. That's I don't remember. But here's here's what happened. OK, right. so the okay. next day I didn't throw up or anything. The next day I sat and stared at a computer screen for the entire day and just didn't remember that whole day. And then I woke up the next day thinking it was the day before. That's what happened to me. I never threw up. I wasn't hospitalized, blah, blah, blah. And I, all of that, but basically that is to corroborate, corroborate what you just said about like not knowing that you're still taking them and how dangerous it is. But also to say like, so here's why I did what I did next. So I know that this is what happened. She took a lot of pills. I didn't know how many. So I go, okay, I'm just going to put her to bed and we're going to go to sleep and she'll sleep it off. So because of my one experience with this, I thought that's just what happens. You can just sleep it off. I was not correct. (laughs) Here's what happened. (laughs) I put her, I lay her down. I don't want to fuck with whatever else is happening in the house. I just like, I'm going to go to sleep now. We're going to wake up and we're going to figure this shit out. What happens is she falls asleep for, maybe an hour and a half or so and i wake up to her throwing up on me so she's throwing up on me and i am ready to say what the fuck again like i did originally but instead of saying what the fuck uh courtney you start throwing up on your vomit and choking on it and it's like well here's my walter white moment right no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I was going to. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So. I'm not. No, I mean, this is a hard truth I have to listen to. So I'm glad you took a moment for a break. No, 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 no. No, that's not what happened. I immediately rescued you like the hero I am. Well, I believe you. Well, I did. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, I, you need to now go to the hospital and get this shit. Yeah basically get your stomach vomit. So what right. happens? Okay. So, <laughs> by the way, yes, you did wave at my parents. <laughs> I know. Hi. I do remember the looks on their faces and you know, it's something that still really does break my heart because like I I was prescribed these medications because of the spice. You know, that's right. what people don't understand is they do these drugs and they go to the hospital and they put you on medicine. And you've got to stay on your medicine. You've got to stay on your regime because if not, you're you're back in that mindset to do it again. Okay, right. I took my lithium before this interview, and 
I'm wishing I would have taken a couple more. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just so kidding. here's what happens, and this is why normally this wouldn't be a major break for us, but this is why it was a major break. So, and this is the downfall of all relationships. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, but because you were fucked up before I even tried to put you to bed, I was like, give me your phone. Tell me what the password is. I'm going to call your mom. And so finally you give it to me and I call your mom. And after I hang up, this other guy, I don't even remember his name and I don't care. This other guy kept calling you and being like, just trying to talk to you. And I'm like, why? That ended up father of my child, that man. Right, cool. So what ends up happening? Send me a picture. No, no. I remember, I remember he kept calling and he sent a picture of himself with a gun to his head. And I believe that was after the hospital when I stayed with you. But I mean, that's the shit I'm talking about. These men, like, you're getting so into addiction, but you're not getting to the root cause of it. It's so not my so basic... much that I got fucked up and fucked up your apartment. It's the fact of I have to deal with these men, and that is a consequence of my own action. But at the end of the day, when you're getting pictures like that, you wonder why. And when by the way, I didn't see that picture. Trusted. I never and saw that you... picture. And I'm so sorry because I wish I still had it because that's Well, I don't want to see it. Well, I don't really want to see it. But I understand. No, you you make a good point. I understand that. Um, My whole point, my whole point was that um, after, and again, death of all relationships, decided, well, let me see what she's been saying to him while she's been living with me. And then seeing that, you know, they were talking about hooking up and stuff. Um, But you know what I want to say to you? Listen, this is the truth. What I want to say to you, Mm E-Money, is... The fact that I knew that I was not good enough for you at that time. And I knew that living situation was wrong because I could not treat you right. Because I was still so gone off of the spice. I was still so gone off of these medications that they prescribed me. That I knew I had to find a different outlet for your own fucking sake. And I don't know that you want to believe me or not. But I knew that I couldn't keep living like that and bringing you down with me when you were working your ass off just to try to get out on your own and get independent. I promise you that. Because no, I understand while that. I may have been an addict, while I may have been an addict, I never lost my like heart for you. Mm-hmm. I never really lost my heart for my mom or any of my loved ones. And not because they could wipe my ass and help me, but because <laughs> I loved them and I loved you. You know, I knew that I could talk to you guys like I could talk to a wall and you would absolutely end them. But you mostly, because you have a brain, you would let me see the reasoning of different things. I mean, you, you, you look at things and you don't just say, well, this is the answer. You will pick it apart piece by piece. And go through each piece and be like, now, which one do you want to follow? What path do you want to follow? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you get ripped to shreds because people just don't realize that. Um, I really kind of want to quit talking about that night only because it's not something I'm proud of. And people can really find it funny, but it's really not. Like, well, I'm not making fun of it. I'm trying to explain something here. No, I'm I know. 
I'm trying to get but, to why we like stopped talking, basically. Well, I don't know that everyone needs to hear anymore, but okay. I mean, go ahead. No, 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 it's fine. What do you want to talk about? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Like, I mean, I want you to, I, I want you to say your piece, and I want you to feel at peace about it. But I don't know that that's something you'll ever find. No, I'm good. Get- I'm good. I was just telling the story. I was just telling because we were talking about um, drugs and stuff, and like where where you where it led your life, and I only know what I was involved with, so that's why I was talking about right. that. No, I hear you. I do. I just I don't. But the thing is, like, I over What I was trying to say is, like, okay, so I obviously still have love in my heart for you because even though I found out that shit like I was still like I came to the hospital and like was there while you were getting your stomach pumped and listening to you scream and I remember I remember the look in your eyes god damn well this was after after that because I didn't get to see you that night but after that um after my 15 day coma right they took you to you know because if you take that many pills they just assume you're trying to kill yourself and then they put you in the psych ward right so they take you to a ward and so I was visiting you there every night, pretty much. And yeah, what I guess. And they had me on so many drugs that I still don't even remember. Or at least it was the aftermath of that, and I still didn't remember. I will say like, that you seemed happier, though. If that aw. makes any sense, you seemed a lot happy. You seemed good. You seemed. I don't know how to explain it. You just seemed better. You know. Well, yeah, they pumped my stomach. I didn't have to deal with the aftermath effects of 120 milligrams. <laughs> well, this was like this was like a week after that. This was like a week after that because they did have you in a hospital bed uh, before that, and then you got transferred there for a while, for however long they kept you. But but while I was visiting you, know, you seemed I don't know, you seemed like you were getting better at least. I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I've been through a lot of therapy and I still have to go to therapy, um, Mm -hmm. every month. It's not something that's changed and it's not something that probably ever will change. And, you know, that's a sad effect of this because therapy is no fun. You have to go in there and talk and talk and talk. And, you know, I never do. I bring my notebook and, you know, I'm always afraid about, I'm just afraid. I, I was talking to this guy. Um, last night, he's a friend of this girl I know. She's a really great girl. She helped me like breast, like I. She would give me advice about breastfeeding when I had my child. Mm-hmm. But her, her um, brother, he gives really great advice, and I've been talking to him about not letting fear define you. And I think that's another thing that is a hot topic: is not letting fear get in the way of you know doing what you've got to do. Because after addiction and when you follow people that are only about drugs and money, mm-hmm. you you get worried because you're worried that your kid's going to be taken or you're worried that, like, you yourself will be murdered. And it's, it's, real, it's a real scare because, you know, I'm at a point right now where my whole identity had to be changed. I had to change my whole name. I had to, cha- I had to change my whole hometown. And, you know, when it gets like that, you just have nowhere else to go but up, you know? Right. 
it's all about hitting that rock bottom to start yeah, rebuilding. Exactly. And, you know, I like, I can find some stuff he said, and it's unfortunate that he was like, if, listen, after he sends me and helps me out, he's like, I, um, he was like, if you want a dick pic, just let me know and I'll send you one your way. I'll wait until you want it. That way, you know, I'm not just trying to send it. I don't want to ruin what we have so far. And oh I was like, wow, God. how thoughtful. Yeah. Wow. How thoughtful what is all fuck? I can say. What the fuck? Like, I never understand I, why guys I, think like any part of that. Like, lives. I will not send a dick pic or suggest sending a dick pic unless I'm so comfortable with the person or if they ask for it. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't get the truth of these men. And that goes back to, I don't want to place blame. But at the end of the day, if it weren't for men pushing women to be only into sex and housekeeping and being a maid, I don't think that it would be so bad on women. I really don't. I mean, women are more than maids. Women are pussy power, you know? (laughs) No, I'm so serious. I will get behind your movement 100%. I know you will. I know you will, Edward, because you're here for me. And I'm so thankful that you always have been. But before he did the whole dick pic experience he wrote fuck everything and run fear is one of these negative feelings that are extremely toxic it spreads like poison and can roll every aspect of your life until the point where you're too frightened to do anything and then he's like i'm glad you're not trying to let it define you anymore and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and he wrote like this big thing on emotions and how he's like some live letting their emotions rule their lives completely while others don't express how they're feeling at all but both are unhealthy and one should try not to live to either extreme and you should process your emotions, but not let them rule your life. Some emotions are a lot more healthy than others though. And he went on to say like living with fear, hate in your heart. It's, it, it is a slow acting toxin. And, um, you know, it, it's just nice that there really are people out there that do kind of get it, but the dick pic totally ruined it for me. Like not that I was looking at him in a husband aspect, but even as a friend, like I'm at rock bottom. It the last thing I want to do is show you my bottom. It basically makes it seem like, oh, you were just being nice to me to try to get this to be sexual. Exactly. And, you know, women have a hard enough time, let alone when they're beautiful. Not that I'm tooting my own horn, but I've been told. You're tooting. And, you know, it's gotten to where I don't even like to be complimented anymore because I don't feel deserving of my compliments. Like, I right. go, like, if when I go to therapy and they're like, you look so great today. I'm like, please just don't even tell me that because I don't even feel worthy of that anymore. And Why? It, <laughs> because like you, you, hmm. what? listening to you and listening to things I've done, it's heartbreaking because you don't know what's going on and you think you're only helping yourself and it is heartbreaking. And, um, you well, know, Edward, I am sorry. And I know you know, I know. This, but it gets to a point where you just, you get low. You get low and your self-esteem gets low. Uh-huh. And that's something I'm really trying to build up, but I don't need people to tell me I'm pretty in order to do that. Right. I need people to tell me like, great job or, you know, good job putting on your pants and your makeup and coming in today. Like, that's fucking dope. Hey, I don't need to you? be told you're so drop-dead gorgeous. Like, y- that you, thing gets 
you got a new cell phone number today and no i didn't get it today i got it a few days ago thank you okay well you just told me about it yesterday so well i changed my number because of all the old people trying to get a hold of me and i just want to say congratulations good job well thank you i knew you were gonna say that perfect thank you but no, I just want to uh, let me you. let me be absolutely clear. Like the reason that I brought shit up is because is, it was not to drag you. It was not to make you look. No, bad, I know. Or not to make you feel bad. I, it was trying. I, I, I guess the whole point of this is right. You were trying to tell people like this shit ruined your life. And here's how you come out the other side of it. Right. So I was just trying to give the arc of the story. And then I was, well, right. was going to have you tell me, like, how, like, what was the thing that you felt was rock bottom? And then where did you come out the other side? And what do you think, you know, where are you going to go from there? Right. Well, you know, you only, you really only told half of the story. You really only, because you weren't involved in the other half. Right. So I, I overdosed in November of 2015. And, um, you know, I've heard voices. Spices made me hear voices. Mm-hmm. And I've heard quite a few actually just doing this interview. Like I keep hearing settle down mm-hmm. and that is disturbing to me just because I don't think I need to settle down. I don't either. But, um, I, um, I, it, I, it was November and it was around Thanksgiving. And I remember my voice is telling me that I needed to suck it up because I was going to be a mom. Well, I end up staying with because I knew that I just couldn't keep driving you down. And is the other man, by the way, like disclaimer, I'm going to bleep his and name you know, out. I, you can bleep his name out. He's a piece of shit, okay, but just don't keep saying his name. That's going to be more okay. work for me. We're going to call him our card. So our card, <laughs> our card sits here and he accepts me as a beaten down, beautiful piece of shit because uh-huh. I'm hot. Well, he thought so. Mm-hmm. So, he sits there and he has me God in a room for four years and I absolutely absolutely well it was three years I absolutely raised a kid in a room and never knew when we were going to have sex because I was worried that it was going to be nightly and I felt like because I was dragged down so hard that that was the only thing I could do to get him to love me. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew I couldn't live with my mom because she was also facing an addiction that you really didn't know much about. No, but see, um, originally that the original man that, um, got me addicted to spice. I was put on to him by my mom just so I could get out of the house. So her and her boyfriend could do their little thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just, a big ball of fuckery. And I never knew that that's really what my mom wanted me to do was to just live and be a whore for a man. And that way I didn't have to work. And I don't think those were her full intentions. I don't think she thought he was as bad as she had been warned. But to this day, I still don't know. And I like to think that it's not the case. Like I know my mom loves me and shit, but when you're in your own addiction, I think you just want to be left alone so you can just do your drugs and party and fuck and have a good time without a kid constantly going, mom, do you want to do this? Or, Hey, have you checked this out? Or let's go to the store, go to the mall or just fucking kick 
cemetery things over. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Just kidding. You like how I inserted that? We have to act like you're bad too. But yeah, I just, Okay. I, like, I don't even know if like, I've ever talked about that. <laughs> so now that you've brought that up, let me just say and see see if we're all gonna be open right now, let's be open. Edward was framed. Edward I was, was framed. framed by two quote friends back in the day who decided it would be fun. They we were all bored. Three of us were all bored one night and we go, Okay, let's go do something. Let's go hang out in a cemetery. And on the drive there it turned into, let's destroy the cemetery. And I go, uh-huh. no, let's not. And they go, we're going to do it. And I go, I'm going to stay in the car. And so they go out and they do it. And they were my ride. And I'm not going to be abandoned in the middle of nowhere. So no, I'm, no. I sit in there, right? And I'm like, okay, that's fucked up. So after that, we stopped being friends. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fuck around with that anymore. And then they decide them two to go out and do it to a bunch of cemeteries and then they end up getting caught and once they get caught they throw me under the bus because i was there for the first one so i get roped into everything needless to say it was the first time i'd ever gotten into trouble and it was a uh not even probation it was like a court supervision whatever and i was like well this is a fucked up situation so thank you courtney now everyone knows that let's move on no one's mad at you for no, being nobody, a pussy. Nobody should be mad at me because I didn't want to do it and I didn't do it. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. If no one else wants to tell you how proud, I'm proud. Because that's some shitty shit. But you know what? People do what they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway, where are we going from here? God. <laughs> What's your redemption? I- What's your redemption story? I don't even have one. Okay, All I but you're working on drugs it. Are bad. Drugs are bad. And if I could go back and look him, because I still remember the day he was like, do you want to hit this? If I could go back and just tell him to stick that joint up his big fat ass, I would. I truly yeah. would. Because I was perfectly fine with my marijuana. And I was, I, I mean, I remember the days leading up to going to his house. Like, I still remember, like, he came into this house that my mom and um, her boyfriend were living at. It was their house. And he came there, and I opened the door, and I remember him taking, like, a shocked step back. But I didn't think to have eyes for him as anything other than an uncle until my mom brought up the fact, hey, he has a really great job. He's trying to prove himself. Actually, she didn't even say he was trying to prove himself. She was just like, he has a really great job and he has a really cute little house. Like, why don't you try and make things work? You know, you could go over there and roommate or whatever. But see, me being pretty much sober, because I, I, I don't care. I don't smoke marijuana anymore, but I still don't believe it's a drug. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I never, I don't even know what I'm saying. I, I just don't, I just did not see it as get the fuck out of this house so we can do our own drugs and be left the fuck alone. I just didn't. I saw it as like a genuine gesture. Like they know I'm heartbroken from Edward. And, you know, I remember I had just come back from your house and I was telling him, he was like, well, where the fuck have you been? Like he said it a little nicer, but not really. Like it was in that instant, like that tone. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I just came back from my friend Edwards, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he got so shitty and he like shunned me. But I remember my mom being like, well, we're going back to the house, so we'll see you later. So it was really a fucked up situation that I really never asked for in the first place. But it was once again, just like with our cards, it was something I felt that I had to do in order to feel worthy enough to live in a home. Right. And that's what I think a lot of addiction in women come from. And I think not just women, I think it hits women the hardest, but I think with men, it's something that they definitely do just to stay in a place or to get what they want. But I feel like men don't want to break the habit as quickly as women do, but I don't think women can bounce back as quick as men can. They just choose not to. You know, did you find it? I know you did. Like you found it weird that like, I didn't even smoke weed when we were dating. I didn't find it weird, but I definitely found it different. Hold on, I'm going to roll up my window really quick. I'm smoking in the car. Uh-huh. I definitely found it different just because I knew that everyone had a vice. I grew up in a household where mom had a vice. You know, my dad was never around. He's always had vices. They've both grown up immensely since then. And I had a beautiful childhood. Like, I mean, there were always the fucked up parts. But, I mean, for the most part, I had a great childhood. My mom was present. My dad, he was just an average dad that just ran away. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just You coming from an abusive household as well, you know, that was one of the things that turned me on to you so much when we first started dating. (laughs) I remember, no, really, like, I remember taking you back because we weren't getting along at first because we jumped in so quickly. And I remember first taking you back home. And I remember just the devastating look of your face when your dad, when you saw your dad and just how that went. And I was just like, you know what? Get back in this car. We're not doing this. Like, I think I am that not you just made that up because you've never taken me back home. What are you talking about, Courtney? No. Yes, I did. When we first moved in, when we lived in Indianapolis, I remember we were shopping and everything. And I was like, I'm take, like we decided that you, it was just not good. Like, And I remember we packed all your shit. And we went back. You were living in, not Hudson, but the other one, Westville. And I remember taking you back. And I remember you, like, taking out your shit. And I I remember you just being devastated. And I know that I took you back because of that. No, 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 no. no. You you have this mixed up because I know what you're talking about, but it's not what you think it is. So what is it? It wasn't like we got in a fight and you were taking me back home. It was that. No, I, I know. It was that. It was that I was hanging out with you, and and we didn't know whether I was going to live with you or not. And then you were take you took me back. It's not like I had all my stuff with me. Like I hadn't packed or anything. Like no, I was still have, living like, there. Speaker. You had like your speaker and a bunch of clothes. Like, I mean, I, I was I'm hanging out with you, right? Like no, no, no. I'm sorry that it came off like that. I'm just trying to I'm say, like, like, like it wasn't like we got in a fight and you were like, "No, we're not going to fucking do." It. it was like you were taking me back just because you were taking me back. I still live with my parents, and you were like, "But we weren't getting along." You knew we weren't getting along. I was on your nerves because I was so vain, and you were on mine because you wanted to look at me all the time. No, you're being dumb. This is not what. No, happened. I'm not being dumb. Guess the Courtney, this is I literally not this. what happened. Don't spin this around on me. I recall. I will tell you exactly what happened if you let me talk, but you won't. Okay, go. 
You were taking me back home, and this is when we were still getting along, right? No, I couldn't stand you. You're so dumb. You're no, you're I just lying. Stand you. You're fucking no, lying, I'm not dude. Lying. You have no, no idea lying. how this happened. You're lying. Yes, I do. Edward, I am not. Don't be mad because I couldn't stand you at first. I remember. No, it has home, nothing to I do with that. It has nothing to do I, with whether you I could stand thinking, me or not. Like, I, you don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I do. Because you, you, you don't keep what you're thinking in your head. You said it right out of your mouth yes, every time. No, I do keep things in. Mm. Well, I don't these days, but I did. No, you didn't. Because Back I then didn't you were want, rude as fuck. I didn't want to. Then that's what I'm saying. Like, we weren't getting along. Like, if I loved you so much, I wouldn't have been such a rude bitch. So we're taking you home. And I just remember. And don't you remember? I was like, fuck it. Just come on. I don't even care if my mom cares or not. Like, you're living with me. Exactly, don't you recall that yes yes but it was will you because, let me talk but, no because i felt, you're wrong no, you're calling me a liar no i'm not i remember this don't throw this up in my face like i won't remember just because we had a big addiction story i'm telling you fuck? no i'm telling you that's not what happened okay i'm telling okay. i'm telling you it's not tell your side of the story <laughs> my side of the story is that like we weren't we weren't like this plan where I was living with you, we had just like concocted it and we hadn't even right. really, we weren't even going through with it yet. Right. So you were taking me home. We were fine. Like we weren't because I was acting fine. Okay. Same, but we were fine. <laughs> and you were just like, we pulled up. Here's what happened. You came upstairs. You saw that I was living in a closet and you're like, you're not living here. You're coming with me exactly before we even not happening before we even but again it had nothing to do with my dad and it also had nothing to do with like we were hating each other like i don't know why you're putting that in there here's what happened though is you were loving me i was annoyed with you i was annoyed with you because you were so mean (laughs) what do you mean we both were annoyed with each other Okay, but you were just saying that we were in love and falling in love and then moving in together. It doesn't matter. That's not what I was saying. I wasn't saying that. <laughs> I thought you were living the way you were living, and uh-huh. I was like, "You this took is pity not on me." To you. you took pity I on took me. I took pity on you because I can see your potential. I did see your potential. Uh huh. That's I and look at you. <laughs> so stop. What I'm so saying stop. is, I'm not done. You won't let me finish the oh story. Oh my god! All right, oh, you're never done. Here's what happened. Like I didn't even have my stuff with me. So I don't know why you keep saying that, but once you I had your speaker. once I loaded my stuff, once I loaded my stuff, and I think you're talking about an amp, maybe for a guitar. Oh yeah. But anyway, yeah. once I loaded my stuff into your vehicle, madam, uh, we got onto yeah. the road and started heading towards um, not even Indianapolis at this point. Uh, we were heading towards uh, Terre Haute or Brazil or whatever, and it was like 10 minutes into the fucking car ride and you look over at me and you go why the fuck are you looking at me and i go what what are you talking about and you're like i can't fucking stand when you do this shit and i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) and no you know what you know what actually it wasn't even about looking at you it was just that i was hyper and excited that's what it was you were like that maybe i would have been a little soft around the edges no because you were like you were like i knew you were gonna get this way (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs) you should be excited too you dumb bitch (laughs) the fuck (laughs) fuck you 
Well, I just remember, I just remember in Indy, I was putting on my makeup before we went to the mall and you like sat behind me in the, like you didn't sit, you kneeled down because you're eight foot tall. You kneeled down behind Uh me in the mirror while I was trying to get ready. And I just remember thinking, if I don't get this eyeliner in my eye, I'm going to stick it in his. (laughs) (laughs) Look, let me tell you guys, guys, when they are in the mood are fascinated by women putting on makeup. And I think that's probably, that's probably what it was. Well, I'm so sorry that you, we, I'm sorry. You that were we rude. You were a mean person. You, you were mean. <laughs> like, Look what I grew up with. Let's not get it twisted. Like you were fucking rude as fuck. And I was just trying to be happy and you wouldn't let me. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that I was young and dumb. I don't care. Time, but I don't care. You knew it's sex fine. wasn't important to me. It's fine. Everything's okay. Content. Everything's fine. <laughs> I don't know what this degenerated into, but it's been an hour, so we got there. We got there. (laughs) You should see my my foot. It's like almost through the windshield. (laughs) I've got a hand behind my head. Like, I'm like, listen. Look. Well, this went from like really fucking sad to now we're just roasting each other. (laughs) Oh, no. That's how it always goes. Yeah, it's okay, though. It's totally normal. Here's what I'll say, though, before I end the episode, because we are done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're done. No more yeah, information from you. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so what I will say is if you think, like, I want to make this very clear. If there's anything you want me to take out, I am more than happy to, and it will be okay. All right? Other than, yeah, just, I guess we're just going to take out his probably name. The, yeah, just the name. I think everything else will be fine. I just want to make sure you're, because... You, it seemed like you were getting uncomfortable, and I have recently been accused of making people uncomfortable. So I just want to make well, extra you sure. ask the tough questions like Nancy, what's her uh, name? Uh, Nancy Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah. for comparing me to Nancy Grace. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. I'm gonna get you some handcuffed necklace. <laughs> oh, I have to ask Welcome's you. Blinging. I have to ask you. Am I a misogynist? Give me the definition. Do I hate women? I don't think you're an evil person. Do I hate women? No, I don't think you hate women, but I think because of me, you have a very low tolerance for absolutely fucking anything (laughs) with a vagina. Thank you so much for helping me, Courtney. (laughs) You know what? I'm just saying it like it is. I've always found you... Intelligent. I've always oh found you as someone who can go above the bar. But I'm telling you, because of me, <laughs> women, you may you don't degrade them, but you definitely Oh no. You definitely set the standard high. And but that's something you should do. It, and everyone should do that. I don't think you should be misconstrued just because you are asking the tough questions. I really I don't. I think I'm I think I'm quicker to to be like to to see behavior as negative, even though it it's not necessarily negative. And then I, you are very quick to turn everything negative. But wow. I, you are. You're a very. You're not a negative person. But everything that gets said to you, I do believe you kind of have that negative chip to you. <laughs> but I think that also goes down. Sure. I think it comes down to you. It comes down to you always having to be right. How dare you? <laughs> How I, I love you. 
I dare have love you. For you. I would come hang out with you in a heartbeat, but I swear you always have to be right. There's nothing wrong well, with that. Just because I am doesn't mean, you know, that it's yeah. a bad thing. Anyway. Yeah, uh, no, I admit that I'm wrong all the time. You know what? It's been five years. Leave me alone. I'm going to have to listen to your podcast more than three seconds yeah, to know. Don't. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to join those bitches that roasted you. I'm going to be right there with the popcorn. At first, I thought we were going Street Fighter on these cunts, and now we're, now we're sitting with popcorn. Oh. Fuck it. Oh, the girls, <laughs> the girls that did an episode on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so famous. Good yeah, God. Sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I want to do one now. It's too much. <laughs> it, no, it really was too much, and all it did was boost you. So I'm just like, I, I, I'm over it. I'm over the drama. I'm ready to move on. And this was exciting. This was something I never fucking thought I'd do is talk to an ex-girlfriend yeah. on the podcast, you know? Well, I hope that my story speaks to someone who thinks that doing drugs are cool because they're anything but, ooh, I just saw a cardinal. See, life's good. Yeah. Yeah, drugs are bad. Life. Drugs are bad. Stay in school and wear your condoms. Mm-hmm. So do you want to say um, goodbye? I've been smoking in my car. Pounding a Mountain Dew and chewing Nicorette gum. <laughs> Do you have anything to promote by chance? <laughs> no. Okay, just making I, sure. I can't promote anything other than stay you can off check drugs. Me out on Snapchat, but I'm not going to even give you my Snapchat name. Okay. You happen to well, find then I guess me. I can't. Yeah, I don't. Want I thought you really did want people to know your Snapchat. I don't have. I do have thousands of followers. I have a close to fourteen thousand now. Yeah. So why so do you care? You're getting pretty deep. Well, I don't know. I guess if you want to check me out, it's XO fuckity fuck. But you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? It's the best. You don't name. have to. <laughs> That's the not the best name ever. XO fuckity fuck. Jesus. XO fuckity fuck. Come find right, me. Go check her out. She blocked me years ago, but it's fine. No, I unblocked you, and it won't let me re-add you, so you'll Maybe have to re-look me. Maybe I blocked you. Oh, know. you know what? I bet we just blocked each other. <laughs> we, we, we had our share of drama back in the day, but I'm glad that, you know, <laughs> we've made up, you know. All that shit is in the past. It still happened. I'm sorry if I brought it, bringing it up today was not the move, but I thought we were telling us a story arc here. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to be sorry. I knew it was going to get emotional at some point because mm -hmm. it's something I still struggle with. Not addiction, but just uh, everything that happened. But I seriously, so, I want you to know that like, I'm not holding all that shit against you. That was so long ago. Like, Thank you. It's fine. Like, I've, I've forgiven gonna, you for that I'm a long gonna time I'm going to hold ago. my shoulders back further and my tits up higher because of that. You're welcome. I'm yeah. an inspiration to people. This is what people don't understand. I should end the episode. <laughs> I think, you know what? You might not be an inspiration. And if this whole podcast thing doesn't work out, I think you'd be a wonderful drug abuse counselor. I thought you were going to say a drug abuser. <laughs> no. Good God. No. Okay. No, no, no. What's All right. Well, say goodbye to everyone. All that hair. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to us ramble for 18 right, years this is about gonna, drugs this, and sex and rock and roll. My normal outro is going to annoy the shit out of Courtney, but I'm going to do it anyway. Ready? 
Let's do it. <sighs> All right. This is Am I wait. My name's you fucked me up. I'm nervous in front of you. Because you all you do all you do is criticize me. All you do is criticize me and now I'm nervous. I do not criticize you. It's all of that thick ass fucking hair that's laying on your brain. Oh my god. Your podcast intro music drives me crazy. You need to work on (laughs) your intros. (laughs) You don't need to work on your intro. I just think it could be not so it was, I'll be really exactly. honest, it was super weird introducing you today. That's why it was weird. Aww. It was we weird. We do another one that's just not about drugs. Okay. <laughs> we'll do I another like one. Normal, I feel like our normal conversations are enough to hold people over. Look, later we'll we'll do like, we'll do, I don't know, maybe some weird question or quiz shit like you know all the kids do. Or maybe we'll talk about current events. We can do some shit. I think we should do 20 questions one day, but you just ask me the whole time or I'll have to come up with 20 questions. Fuck. All right. We'll, we'll do something for sure. All right. Ready? It'll be fun. All All right. right. Let's hear this piece of shit. This. Fuck. You fucked me up. My name's Edward. (laughs) My name's Edward. This is Am I Canceled? And I will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Shy, shy. <laughs> wow. Well, that was an awful show. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week to find out if we're canceled. Until then, this has been Am I Canceled?